0: This is the Daily Tech News for Thursday, February 29th, 2024. From Studio Animal House, I'm Sarah Lane.
1: From Columbus, Ohio, I'm Rob Dunwood. And from deep in the heart of Texas, I'm Justin Robert Young.
2: And I'm the show's producer, Roger Chang.
0: Happy Leap Day, everybody. Hey. Happy Leap Day. How we doing? May
2: the leap be with you.
0: Yeah. And also with you. Uh, <laughs> let's, uh, let's get right into the quick hits. Starting today, Ford electric vehicles now get access to Tesla's superchargers across the United States and Canada. Ford is the first non-Tesla EV maker to use the North American Charging Standard, or NACS, with other automakers expected to also switch over. Current Ford EV owners must first order the fast charging adapter. It's free to new and existing clients and the Blue Oval Charge Network until June 30th of this year. After that it'll cost $230. Starting in 2025, Ford EVs will come standard with the NACS charging system.
3: Bitcoin is climbing back into the news cycle now that it is on track for the biggest monthly gain since December 2020, amid an exchange traded fund or ETF boost since the approval of the launch of Spot Bitcoin ETFs in the U.S. in January. Bitcoin is the largest cryptocurrency by market capitalization and was up 2.74% this morning at $62,062, having been up as much as $63,933 overnight, the highest since late 2021.
0: We're back, baby. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have any Bitcoin. I wish I did. Google's standalone mobile app YouTube Create is made to help creators to produce both shorts and longer form videos by offering an easy to use suite of free tools for making videos on the go. YouTube Create launched in beta testing last fall, since expanded to over a dozen more markets, including Brazil, Spain, Canada, Australia, and Hong Kong. Google's hoping to capture more of that market that prefers to use standalone tools for editing videos, similar to how some TikTok creators prefer to use CapCut to prep their videos before they publish.
3: The Biden administration launched an investigation into Chinese-made vehicles, arguing that software and digital connections in modern cars could be used to spy on Americans or sabotage the vehicles themselves. President Biden compared modern cars to smartphones since they can both collect and share data with the cloud. The investigation led by the Commerce Department won't place any immediate restrictions on the import or sale of Chinese-manufactured automobiles, but the agency can prohibit or restrict sales if it finds serious risk.
0: Consumer reports found that multiple brands of doorbells produced and by the same company, Eken Group, which is based out of China, selling for between $30 and $40, have some serious vulnerabilities. Things like sending your IP address over Wi-Fi without encryption, or letting anyone take over the doorbell by putting the pairing button on the front of the device facing the outside also letting anybody who could get the serial number of the doorbell access images and video feed. Now, none of the devices have an FCC ID. That is a requirement to be sold in the U.S. That said, they're currently being sold on Amazon, Walmart, Sears, Shine, and Timu marketplaces. All right, Rob, let's talk about what's going on with Meta and the EU.
3: Yeah, let's talk about it, because there's, there's an interesting article on TechCrunch today that highlights a set of complaints from consumer rights groups about Meta switched last year to change, to charging users in the European Union for ad-free subscriptions for access to Facebook and or Instagram unless they agree to be tracked and profiled um, so that it can keep targeting them as part of its ads business. Eight groups are essentially saying that The consent or pay choice doesn't meet the high bar set by the law, which requires consent to be free, specific, informed and unambiguous. And goes on to suggest that Meta is seeking to coerce consumers into accepting its processing of their personal data. So I I, I read through this and I'm, I'm not trying to hold any weight for for Meta at all. But what are they supposed to do? It's like the law says, well, give people a choice to get their data. That's what they do. Or they charge you if you choose not to have your data collected. And these consumer rights groups are saying, "No, that's not good enough." Um, so I don't, I don't know what happens uh, to to Facebook if this comes to fruition, as far as what these consumer groups are hoping.
1: Well, with the understanding being that uh, the European Union wakes up every day and looks at a mirror, which I assume is very fancy because it's the EU, uh, <laughs> they say, "What can we regulate today?" Uh, this is this is uh, the, the standard operating procedure for uh, that body. But this is, you know, the the logical conclusion of trying to regulate what is an obviously pernicious, but very, very profitable business in social media. It is nobody's favorite, but uh, the idea of data being a resource is very much having its moment. I agree with you, Rob. I don't know what Facebook is supposed to do here. Either, either uh, uh, we can, Come to an understanding meaning that you can use a free service to connect with people and we make money based on the traffic that you create uh, in this closed garden or we can't because that's the business model.
0: I mean, is there a world where in a world where uh, Facebook (laughs) can't collect data and also can't charge people? I mean in certain smaller markets I think maybe you could get away with that with the company saying like yeah sure okay you know we we'll, we'll, you know we'll we'll do a little kickback for you I can't think of uh you know any world where the European Union and its users uh you know who um Either okay, so you know, this is they have a choice, they can just deal with data collection or they can pay for a meta product that does not collect. That seems fairly reasonable, unless you're meta, because that is a company that you know, there's so much uh, broken trust already over the last few years that I just I, I get why Meta is, is, is being targeted specifically here at the same time. It's like, do you, do you just say, well, okay, we don't make money anymore. So I guess we'll just give you a free product and that's all good too. Like that doesn't work. That's, yeah, look, that's not reasonable.
3: Yeah, look, like I said, I'm, I'm not trying to, to, to carry any water for, for Meta, but what does a company do when the government may tell them it's like, here's the deal. Give us free stuff and you can't make money off of the free stuff you give us.
1: <laughs> well, I, no, I, no, even, even worse than that, you need to now pay more money for this because there, there needs to be some sort of kickback to the user.
3: Yeah, it's, it's it's interesting. So these consumer groups are based in eight countries located in the Czech Republic, Denmark, Greece, France, Norway, Slovakia, Slovenia and Spain. And they're arguing that Meta has no legal basis for processing people's data for ad targeting under the block's general data protection regulation or GDPR. And it's interesting that they have no right because the right I think Meta believes they have is that we asked you, do you want to pay or do you want to <laughs> g- give I th- I think that's kind of what they're assuming. It's like, hey, we're going to give you a choice. You can pay us yeah. to not for us not to collect your data, or we can collect your data and you can continue to use this site free as you always have. So this will be an interesting thing because well, it fundamentally changes their business model if they're told you cannot charge people and you cannot collect data on people to sell ads to them.
1: Well, I, I do think that there is something that if you draw this line going out far enough, that either social media becomes something that is heavily, heavily, heavily regulated by the state, or it just doesn't exist in the European Union. Like I, there would have to be some kind of very specific carve out or uh, 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 you know, regulation even beyond what we have right now for it to continue to exist.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we
3: say things we say things over here, like tell us what the law is so we can abide by it. and that's what Facebook did. It's like, no, you're doing what we told you to do, but it's not good enough. So like I said, like I said, I, I don't you know Facebook is a big company. they've got yeah. lawyers. they can figure yeah. this out. but this is just interesting that we still want the free, but we don't want you to collect our data well, if you're I mean, giving I, us free stuff.
2: I will say specifically in their 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 pushback is that even if they were even as an option, they're not allowed to do that. In other words, collect uh, uh consumer data for a targeting. Would it be conceivable for other demographic data or other kind of user data to be collected for another purpose that isn't specifically around ad targeting? How do you I mean that for example if you could uh uh you could uh polling information or, or anything like that where you're not you're not out and out just selling – you're not selling an ad spot to a, to, to a potential pair of eyeballs, right? You could – is there another way – and I'm asking, is there another way to collect uh, different data that you can make money off by not selling ads but by using it for something else? Not, not, example, not, without,
1: not without fundamentally yeah. rewiring the entire business model that Meta has, yeah. has perfected over the years. And, mm-hmm.
2: and before another the show, I was telling is- Rob – most likely, what they'll probably do is offer a, just a very cut down. What I see happening is having a very cut down, free version of the service, where it's more of you get to follow people, but you don't get to interact with them. Uh, and 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 or potentially just bundling it as a service in 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 partnership with another company, like a ISP
3: or or or, or mobile phone provider, a data provider. Yeah, this this is. This is a lot of regulation that is coming down on Meta, so we're we're, we're going to have to see where this one goes. But just to change gears a little bit, the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission has launched an investigation into OpenAI CEO Sam Altman's communications when he was fired and then quickly rehired as CEO late last year. The idea was to determine if the company investors were misled during what boardroom crisis, uh, you know, went on when he was uh, dismissed for lack of candor before an employee revolt. And which led back to his restoration less than two weeks later, the Wall Street Journal sources say that the SEC is looking for internal records from current and former OpenAI officials and directors and sent a subpoena to OpenAI in December.
0: OpenAI is also facing a couple more lawsuits. Uh, one is a joint suit by Raw Story and Alternet, a separate one filed by The Intercept, all in federal court in New York City. Both complaints allege OpenAI's ChatGPT GPT violated the DMCA, Digital uh, Copyright Millennium Act. I think Millennium Copyright Act is the way you say it, actually, uh, which is uh, supposed to not acknowledge or respect copyright, not to notify chat GPT users when the responses they received were protected by journalist copyrights and not to provide attribution when using the works of human journalists. So it's supposed to do one thing. It didn't do that, so says uh, the uh, the alleged plaintiffs. Microsoft is also a defendant in the Intercepts lawsuit. John Byrne, the CEO of both Raw Story and Alternet, told the Daily Beast both companies have since blocked both JATGPT and Google's BARD systems from accessing their data. So that's something that companies can do. He said he didn't go after Microsoft because of an ongoing news partnership with the company. So these are different lawsuits, Ah, uh, Justin, I know yeah. you've you've been you've been following this and and you know some folks on the inside uh, in in uh, on both sides of this story. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so so what do you what what do you think is going on here? Is open AI the devil?
1: Oh yeah, no, no, they're uh, they're absolutely uh, you know they're on they're on a warpath. So uh, these are and are not separate lawsuits. They were filed by the same law firm. When you read them, they are nearly identical. The biggest thing that is different is that the intercepts does not also name Microsoft because they have their ongoing relationship, where the other one does name Microsoft. Which obviously, whenever you are suing. Uh, an organization you usually want to go after the deepest pockets. Microsoft would be the deepest pockets in this situation. So that's really the only reason why these are two lawsuits. Otherwise, they are almost word for word nearly identical. The big claim here is that in Common Crawl Web Text and Web Text 2, which were used to train GPT 3.5, that it included stuff that is copyrighted from these outlets and that it regurgitates it without saying, when it references information from these works, it does not say the copyright. This element of the lawsuit, the copyright stripsing up, stripping out the copyright stuff was named, was part of the Sarah Silverman lawsuit Uh, Mm -hmm. which said that it did similar things. And that element of the lawsuit has been dismissed. So I don't know legally where this is going, uh, but when I skimmed through the lawsuit, and I'm not a lawyer, I'm just somebody that's read (laughs) uh, these lawsuits and the New York Times lawsuit, the New York Times had a lot more very specific examples of how they got to their results. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, OpenAI has since said that those results were done with essentially jailbreaking maneuvers, but these don't have that. They are general language uh, claims that don't have specific examples of what this was in the wild. Based on the previous lawsuits, I don't know how far they're going to go, but there's no doubt that they're not the last of People looking to to find out where the line is between an LLM summarizing information and copyright infringement.
3: Do you think this is one of those situations where this lawsuit was filed hoping for a settlement before it ever gets in front of a court? Because it's 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 kind of vague. I mean, you know, you've seen other lawsuits that were very, very specific. The, the New York Times is not playing around with y- you did this and that and this and that and the other and those and these and they. This is like, yeah, you you, you scrape some of our stuff. And yes. I, I, I mean, you know, you know, somewhat facetious in saying that, but that's kind of how it reads. It's like you scrape some of our stuff. You didn't tell people that it was our stuff. And now we're going to sue you and hope that you that You settle with us for Untold something. I mean,
0: on the surface, I feel like it is wrong to do that. If I am a writer for a raw story, uh, it could be anything. But you know, in this case, you know, let's use uh, one of the plaintiffs. And all of a sudden, my my you know my human thought is now used to train an AI model, and I don't get anything for that. I'm not thrilled about it. I don't yeah, I don't really know, you know, legally where anybody's going to get on this stuff because we're in uncharted waters, but yeah. I I do feel like as a, you know, on the journalism side of things, that I would I would say that's not okay. We we have to have some sort of partnership where both parties understand the information that's being exchanged. We are going to either help you train your model or we say no, thank you. We decline. And then we don't have to be in the situation to begin with.
1: Yeah. uh, uh, Look, the line is going to be defined. The question is what exactly represents taking this work and not transforming it significantly enough that it would be copyright infringement.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, many of you probably are listening to this saying, I have a thought. Uh, we would like to hear your thoughts. If you have a thought about this subject or anything else we talk about on the show, and you'd like to know our email address, that is a great way to get a hold of us. We all read your email every single day. Feedback at dailytechnewsshow.com.
1: Thanks, everybody, for listening to the Headlines Edition. For more of Daily Tech News Show, including full discussions and other content, visit DailyTechNewsShow.com. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at FrogPants.com.
3: Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>